We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Coast to Coast on the Her Hoop Stats Podcast Network. I'm Karina Mustafa alongside Calvin Wetzel. We have a very special guest this week, Jackie Carson, ACC Senior Associate Commissioner for Women's Basketball. We are so glad to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for taking the time. First off, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. It's a, it's a great time to be affiliated with ACC Women's Basketball, so it couldn't be better. Tournament time's around the corner, so getting ready for this Awesome tournament and a great postseason. Yeah, no question. There's so much going on, and we're going to get to all of that uh, in a little bit. But we want to get to know you as well first and kind of help our listeners get to know you. Uh, so Senior Associate Commissioner for Women's Basketball. What does that mean? Can you kind of uh, tell us what your role looks like in the ACC? Oh, goodness. Trying to still figure it out myself. Um, <laughs> it is basically managing all of our amazing 15 uh, women's basketball teams from a, a conference level standpoint. So helping with with the scheduling and um, you know the matchups for the ACC SEC challenge, the post or the the conference tournament, just dealing with anything and everything um, that touches our women's basketball teams in the conference level. So I'm doing a great job if I stay out of everyone's way and there's not too many phone calls coming my way. Um, and and our teams do a great job of handling themselves on the court. So. Just anything and everything with ACC women's basketball that 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 kind of lands on my shoulders. And before that, you know, you played at Furman, and then after some other stops, you came back to coach there. What kind of drew you away from coaching and more into this type of role in your career? Yeah, I, I was a 20-year college coach, um, as you mentioned, 13 years as the head coach at Furman up until this past uh, June. Um, I. I was not looking to necessarily get out of coaching. Uh, I've always kind of been the type that kind of blooms where I plant. And I was, um, I've always been super passionate about empowering women 
and using basketball as that vehicle to do so. And so, um, as we all know, the, the environment is just changing a lot, you know, so a lot of things that I'm super passionate about, uh, um, even though as a coach, I'm measured on wins and losses, my wins were always, how can I help uh, our, our young women become great mothers and professionals? And, um, and then as we got closer to the NIL environment and, you know, on the recruiting, it was like, how about how much money? It just wasn't as aligning with me as much uh, from that standpoint. I still love the competitiveness of coaching. Um, and I also have two daughters and they're 10 and 12. And um, the, the, the tough thing about being a, a mom who's a coach is if um, with two daughters, if I ever wanted to coach my own kids, I couldn't. So now I have that opportunity to coach my own kids if I choose to do so. Uh, and then spend a little bit more balance at, at, at home because coaching is a beast. And so this is also a beast, but it's a different kind of grind. So, but I, I'm excited to be in this role again. It was something, you know, when, when the job opened up, Tiffany Daniels, who serves in this role in the SEC, says, this sounds like you. And I was like, okay, we'll give it a go. And next thing we know, about two months later, I was here. So uh, just appreciative of Jim Phillips for giving me the opportunity to lead this great conference and from the women's basketball perspective. Well, and you were hired last summer, so you're coming up on, on your first year here. I know you kind of mentioned you're still feeling out your role to some yeah. extent. What, what have you learned so far in your first year in this role, and what are you kind of looking forward to uh, you know, growing in this role going forward? Yeah, it, it's funny because my husband's an administrator at Furman, and I used to always we, – we had a running joke in our house that he wouldn't do what I did, and I wouldn't do what he did, and here I am doing what he did. So, um <laughs> I, I, I think after the first year, I keep saying to myself, let's just get through year one. Let's get through year one. Uh, but if I ever did go back to coaching, I'd be a heck of a coach because seeing what goes on from the administration, from the conference level is just purely remarkable. It's just a lot more into it than we picture as a coach. It's kind of like as a student athlete, you don't think your coaches do a lot of things. Well, you know, when you're a coach, you don't really know how much your your conference is doing for you. So um I think that's the biggest thing is just uh, learning how I can uh, help our, our coaches and our teams more. And having a coach's eye, I think, helps when you're looking at stuff for scheduling and what I want that type of schedule and what seems fair and equitable. I, I think that's been a great thing. Some of the things that I experienced as a coach and, you know, I'm able to relate to our to our coaches in that matter. So, um yeah, I, I think it's just making sure to figure it out step by step, day by day. Like I said, the biggest beast right now is our tournament. Um, and we've added some new and exciting elements to our tournament to help in, in, enhance the student athlete and the fan experience. So we're excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, I really like what you said about maybe not have seen seeing yourself in this role before. Like, I think like, that really resonates with me. Like, I'm a senior in college, so I have like two months left before I graduate. And I'm very much in that headspace of like, I don't know what role I'm going to get or what roles I'm going to have in the future. So I really appreciate that mindset because you really uh, never know where you're going to end up. You have plenty of time. I was pre-med in college. So you see how that turned out. <laughs> That's incredible. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Uh, all right, let's switch to ACC talk because, as you said, it's a very busy time. It's been very, very exciting. How fun has it been this year to watch this league that has like eight to nine teams that can really beat each other on any given night? You know, I mean, it's crazy. Just top to bottom, there is not – I think Jeff Wall said in his presser, eight to nine teams are phenomenal, but you can go one through 15 and get beat by any of them. You know, it's – you know, I, I know we had some teams playing really well, but, you know, Wake Forest has lost their uh, – has won their last two. And and Pitt was knocking on the door to, you know, knock off some top of, uh, leaders in our conference this weekend. So you don't know. Every game is a solid game. I know Brandon and I during the games were like, oh, gosh, look at this game. What's going on here? What's going on there? And it's it's phenomenal how competitive this conference is. It truly is the best women's basketball conference in the country. Um, and so it's uh, it's fun to watch. I will admit it's a lot more enjoyable when I'm on this side and not on the coaching side and in the in the middle of some of these outstanding games where that are close and nail biters and stuff like that. So I enjoy watching it as a fan um, and, and watching our amazing coaches pull out some great schemes and strategies to win these games. So it's been really enjoyable to watch. And to that point, just how deep this league is and how many competitive teams there are, you know, we, we have our bracketologist at Her Hoop Stats, Megan Gower. She has nine ACC teams in the field. That's I know right. some other people do as well, which I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, would be the record for the conference. Uh, what what would that mean to the league to to get that many representatives into March Madness? Oh, it's I mean, I, I think it's it's an expectation to be honest. Like that, that's the good thing about having a coaching background. I'm still competitive. I was really shooting for 10. I'm going to settle with nine, uh, but that's the standard of this, of these programs is that we know how many top notch women's basketball teams that we have. And we're, we're happy to see that that's being recognized by our media and the bracketologists and, um, and, and on the national committees, because it's phenomenal. Like we watch it every single day to see that type of attention that the ACC um, teams are getting. It's, it's, it's so much fun. So we are great with nine. We feel like nine now is the standard, which is, yeah, it's a record, but we want 10. So we're, we're going to work on that. 
I love that. Um, and then let's talk a little bit about some of the good young talent in this league and more coming in next year. Let's talk about Hannah Hidalgo because she headlines that list. What have you liked about what she's brought to the league with Notre Dame this year? Because she has been just so exciting to watch. Seriously, what's not to like about <laughs> Hannah? Like she's, I, I've seen her from a recruiting standpoint. That's, those were, you know, when I was at Furman as a mid-major, those were the games you go watch recruiting just because you don't have anyone on another court and you're like, hey, I just want to go watch this kid ball out. Um, that's that's kind of what I did. We went to – my first game this year was going to Paris and watching Notre Dame play South Carolina. I mean, it, she was electric. You know, it, it was fun to watch. I know it didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to from an ACC perspective, but, my gosh, she jumped on the scene, not just stepped onto the scene. She jumped onto the scene and showed everyone what she's all about, you know, so – for what she's doing on a conference level, on a national level, it's exciting. I mean, people are excited to watch her talent for four years in ACC. That that's She's going to be the next phenomenon. We have some outstanding young players that are going to continue uh, the growth of women's basketball, which is just taking off right now. And she's probably going to be one of the headliners with that. Yeah, after that Paris game, Cal and I kind of headlined her as part of freshman fire. That's like That's the nice. term we've been using for the whole season. I was waiting for you to freshman... say that. Agree. I know. I was like, I was like, wait. I like that. Yeah, no, that's been like our key term because like we we've just loved all the freshmen this year, and she's definitely been like one of our favorites to watch. Yeah, and she's so electric. I mean, that's uh, fire is probably perfect because she just plays with that amount of energy, that vibrance. Like she she's. You know, Juju is a little bit more calm. Hannah is just pure, like, just the swag that she has, just the energy that she plays with. That's why she's annoying as all life on the defensive end and how she, you know, pesters and gets all those steals. She Fire, the freshman fire, that that is spot on. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Like, I, I love watching her, but I would not like her if I were a point guard on oh, any one of the other 14 teams. Never. I'd be sick Never. of her by now. But as no, a fan. Absolutely. She never goes away. <laughs> never goes away <laughs> and you know we, we had to start with the freshman fire obviously but we you have some good veterans in this league too and looking at virginia tech and elizabeth kitley and georgia amore obviously what they've accomplished taking the team to a final four you know elizabeth kitley has multiple player of the years how do you kind of put into perspective like what their legacy is in this league and what do you look forward to at seeing them at the next level yeah, I think their legacy goes way beyond this league. I mean, I can't think of a better tandem, one-two tandem than those uh, than Georgia and Liz Kitley. Like it, it they really make each other go. You know, Kitley obviously has gotten Player of the Year in this league, but if there was no Georgia um, to help facilitate, she wouldn't be the player that she is, and vice versa. They are just an unbelievable tandem. They're unbelievable talent. They've really launched uh, Virginia Tech and Kenny Brooks into uh, another. I mean, just look back at college game day, the excitement that they provided this past weekend on a national scene, the, what they've done for the student body, the university. That is women's basketball now. You know, it used to be you know, like no one's coming to women's basketball games. They sold out that, uh, that Coliseum. They have a national name, and what they've done for the ACC and Virginia Tech is is, is unbelievable. So I'm glad and happy for all the records that they're setting. They deserve it. They're one of those few kids that stayed the course. I think that's the difference maker. They they started at Virginia Tech. They finished at Virginia Tech. They laid a legacy at Virginia Tech when no one thought anything of Virginia Tech. They have built it from the ground up. 
um, and now put it on a national scene. So they, they are laid the foundation for greatness. Yeah, and uh, speaking of records, it feels like there have been so many records being broken this year. You know, a lot is being made of Caitlin Clark's record, but you guys also have one of the top five scorers in Division One women's history now um, in Syracuse's Deja Fair. Do you think she's been, like, overlooked at all, or just, like, how good has she been this year? She's phenomenal, and I think she's only overlooked by anyone who hasn't played her because you definitely cannot overlook Deja Fair at all. She is... I think it's just because she's has such a cool, calm, collective demeanor. You never see her rattled. Um, but you know, when the lights come on and the game is on the line, she shows up every single time. And she has so many intangibles. I, I believe she is probably the best three level scorer in the country. I think that's what differentiates her from everyone else. You know, you have the Caitlin Clark who's going to shoot the logo threes. Um, but no one has a pull-up like De'Asia Fair. No one can get to the rim like De'Asia Fair and then can cap it off. You sag off, I'm going to hit a three in your face like De'Asia Fair, and she can hit them deep as well. And, and she still is an outstanding defender. So I think that's the, the biggest thing is that she is, to me, one of the most complete players in the country. Like, she's unguardable. That, that's what makes her different than everyone else in that list in front of her. Yeah, one of the things that we love to do on this uh, podcast is come up with puns for players' name, and we were kind of playing around with it last week. A couple of people on Twitter were saying, like, Deja's not fair, and just, like, coming up with stuff like that, um, just to kind of describe, like, how cool it has been to kind of watch her. No, there is nothing fair about her when you're on the, <laughs> when you're opposing team coach, because she's unscoutable. You can't do anything to stop her. She's too fast to double. You can't She's going to pull up and jump over you when you try to contest. You can't switch on to her. Like, there's nothing you can do. She, it is not fair. It is fair to Felicia Legette Jack, but it is not fair to anyone else. I, I think I saw it, it was Curtis who said her moving into the top five has not gotten enough fanfare. And I agree with that. Oh, I like that. Uh, I, I like that. I think it's it's gone too under the radar, but but we need to give her some more love. And, and to me, especially like coming from Buffalo, too, and obviously. With all the transfers now, I feel like you see a lot of players go to the mid-major, from the mid-major to the power conference level, and they're a 20-point-per-game player, and now they're coming off the bench and averaging eight or whatever and making a contribution, obviously, still. But for her to do it the way she's doing at Syracuse against, like we said, eight or nine or ten maybe tournament teams has been what's the most impressive to me. Uh, but I, I do want to ask, too, about some additions uh, coming up for the league. Well, this is going back like 10 minutes, but you mentioned that you're yeah. adding some stuff to the conference tournament. Um, so what does that look like? And then also next year, adding SMU, Cal, Stanford, uh, bringing them to the league. What are those additions going to do for the ACC as well? Right. So I look like a genius adding all these great teams when, you know, <laughs> just kind of fell into my lap. So we're only going up from here. And it was kind of hard to envision how can this conference go up anymore? Well, adding those three teams is a great way. So it's super excited about that, but starting first with the tournament. So um, again, having a little bit of a perspective, a different perspective as a coach and as a, you know, a former women's basketball student athlete. Um, the, the one thing that I did this year, I literally traveled to all of our schools and I just listened. What do you want? What do you see? What do you want that needs to be better? I had an opportunity to talk to about half of our um, student athletes at our university. What do you want? What kind of tournament gifts? I know what's important to y'all, like literally from top to bottom, anything and everything about the tournament. And then also asking our fans, like, how can we improve this? We've already had the top 
women's basketball tournament in the country, but like in athletics, you cannot stay the same as what you were last year. And you definitely can't do the same thing that, um, that you've done for 10, 20 years. So the ACC tournament has rich history in Greensboro. I was like, how can we elevate this more? So we added like a player's lounge um, where who doesn't like, we, we know our student athletes, right? They're going to have a throne and a selfie and they're going to be taking pictures. They can, of course, see if they want some more gear. Like it's, it's going to be, I think we have like a motorcycle arcade game in there, like just stuff that they can do to kind of relax and take some chill off. We know they won't be in there long, but enjoying it while they can. Um, it's, it's really funny. We, we kind of said the one thing I heard the most from our coaches is I just want somewhere to go and get some snacks and stuff like that. So we added some, a, a little room for our, our coaches. That was my soft spot. I was like, I'm going to take care of our coaches and make sure that after the game, they have something to do, but, and something to snack on. But the, the, the thing I'm probably the most excited about is last year we had 60 courtside seats. Well, we've expanded that um, to three rows of courtside seating. Uh, it sold out almost immediately. And then we have a VIP hospitality area, like in an end zone of, of one of our baskets. So just increasing the fanfare, the VIP status. Um, uh, you know, Like I said, when you're already so high above, how do you add to that? That's how we're going to add to it. So we're, we're excited about what it's going to be for not only our student athletes, um, uh, other things, we increase the practice time, you know, because I was that coach who's like, I need more than 30 minutes on the main course. So it's just stuff that, it's been different perspective, I guess, from somebody who sat in that seat for the last 13 years. Um, but just little improvements like that we're really excited for. I like that. We always love to hear more resources being put um, into yeah. basketball. And kind of the last thing before I wrap things up, what are you looking forward to the most heading into tournament play, especially like as exciting as the ACC is? I Selfishly, I am looking forward to – watching amazing basketball and not being worried about being eliminated myself. Like, <laughs> you know, like for th the past 13 years, I was like, I've got to win so we can keep going, keep going. And at the end of the day, we're going to see some great basketball and we're going to see some teams um, have to go home and it's going to be heartbreaker. And like, but I, I just can't wait because there is, there is not a person that can, can predict what is going to happen in this tournament for ACC women's basketball. Everyone is can beat up on everyone, top to bottom. Um, we had upsets last year. I think Wake Forest was upsetting folks last year. They won two games. You just don't know what's going to happen. So I think it's just like you can't miss any of it. Like I'm excited to be there and see all of these games, um, watch all of these coaches really thrive in, in, in their space. And that, that's probably the most exciting for me is just I get to literally watch all these sessions of games at once and I don't have any pressure to win or lose. So it's, it's just, uh, it's going to be great as a basketball fan. I love that. I love that so much. Um, yeah. Jackie, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. That was Jackie Carson, the ACC senior associate commissioner for women's basketball. Thanks so much for tuning into coast to coast and we will see you next Tuesday. Look around. You can find cars like these on auto trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.